Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. There is nothing like a lecture from Hillary Clinton on civility. Really and truly nothing. But in order to understand it, you have to know what the definition of projection is. What does it mean in psychology to be engaged in projection? As described, it's a defense mechanism employed to, uh, to cope with difficult feelings or emotions. So you apply them to somebody else as opposed to admitting that you have them yourself. It's easier that way to admit that you maybe have bad feelings yourself, bad ideas, bad thoughts, unacceptable, undesirable. Um, certainly uh, thoughts or feelings that would get you excommunicated from the fold. Well, that's all very, very rough stuff. But if your enemy has those feelings, well, then you are a hero. What you are about to hear as I see it is the greatest example of Hillary Clinton's projection ever. I'm Tony Katz. So good to be with you. Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Uh, we, we live stream uh, from, from time to time. We're doing it right now. Over there on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio is where you find us. This was just yesterday. Amazingly, people still want to hear what Hillary Clinton has to say. I know she's doing this tour with, 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 with former President Clinton, her husband, right? She's do, they're going to do this, this tour, which makes me think I really should do a tour. I mean, if the Clintons... If this criminal and this philanderer can can do a tour, you know, not philanderer. That's the I, I no 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 molester, rapist. What's the what's the listen? If if he had himself, uh, you know, a, a, an affair, that's between him and his wife. And I know I really and truly, I don't get involved in stuff like that. I don't try and understand husbands and wives. I always think that's kind of creepy. Kind of creepy stuff. And people do what they do and they go through what they go through and they work out what they work out. Uh, but the whole claims of rape thing, all right, I'm not a guy I'd go on tour with. She is talking about the Republican Party. It is within this that you understand what projection is and you see it so clearly, hear it so clearly. Listen. You cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. That's why I believe if we are fortunate enough to win back the House and or the Senate, that's when civility can start again. But until then, the only thing that the Republicans seem to recognize and respect is strength. And you heard how the Republican members, led by Mitch McConnell, the president, really demeaned the confirmation process. The Republicans demeaned the confirmation process. We're going to break this whole thing down. Because in this, you understand the importance of the midterms and everything that we've been talking about here. That absolutely, positively not can you give the Democratic Party power. 
because what they claim to be civility is actually what they desire, which is your servileness. Is that the right word? They want you to be under their thumb. No, 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 the, of the characteristic of, having, of being a slave. They want you, they really want serfs as I see it, right? In the end, what they want you to do is you can do anything you want as long as you do what we tell you. You see, you can have any belief you want, you're just not allowed to practice it. Look, you can have any philosophy you want, you're just not allowed to share it in a college campus. And these people want a claim of civility. They want to claim that freedom of speech is important, except if you are on a college campus and you're a conservative. Shapiro isn't allowed to speak. Coulter isn't allowed to speak. Katz isn't allowed to speak. Steven Crowder shows up and does uh, videos there on college campuses. People scream, why are you allowed on campus? They don't believe in free speech. But yet somehow if they have power, everything will be okay. You just won't be allowed to talk, and that's what's important. It goes back to the idea that they believe they are your betters. They are convinced from beginning to end, the alpha to the omega, that they are your betters, they know best, and only they can bring about a true, decent, kind society. Now, so we're clear, uh, there is a fair amount of libertarian in me. I want government as small as possible, and I want to be left alone. I wish to be left alone. I do not want government of any kind getting in my way. I don't want them interrupting me in my thoughts and my ideas. I do not want them suppressing my speech or, 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 or my, my, my concepts, my philosophies. Let me be right or let me be wrong and let me succeed and let me fail. And I wouldn't want Republicans getting in the way of that either. But the Democratic Party has taken it a step further. By the way, Democratic, Democrat, I always get it messed up. Where they have taken it to is that, no, you cannot have your own thoughts, and we're okay with that. We'll disagree, but we'll leave it at that. No, what they want you to do is to be shamed, mocked, ridiculed, attacked, destroyed for any thought that they do not deem acceptable. And how we have seen this and improved, and we have proven this time and again and again and again is through the violence that we have been talking about for the last weeks now. We have been breaking down the conversations and the concepts of the violence that we are seeing. The, we, we talked about it when it was college campuses, and it still is. These so-called students... And I say so-called because what they are really is indoctrinaires. They're being indoctrinated into philosophies and concepts where they are given groupthink and how dare anybody go out the board collective. If you're outside the board collective, you are clearly uh, the enemy. They believe that free speech is a problem because what you think is free speech is actually hate speech as they've determined it, and therefore you should not be allowed to say that on their campus. Well, somebody else on the campus doesn't think it's hate speech. Well, that's because they're hateful and they're a bigot and they're a racist and they're a sexist and whatever other thing that they can throw upon that person to get them to stop talking. Let's go back to Hillary Clinton talking about civility. You cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. 100% true. Totally factual. Couldn't be more factual.
The Republican Party, all its problems, and there are many, I have often referred to the Republican Party as the party of stupid, because they are. But they're not the ones telling you that you can't speak. If we want to at least break it down to its most fundamental places, places where we can clearly see a delineation, the Republican Party has never said, you cannot speak. Andre Carson is the congressman who represents Indianapolis, my beloved city. He associates with and is proud to work with Louis Farrakhan, a bigot, an anti-Semite who hates white people and gay people, and he proudly works with him. He will not condemn Louis Farrakhan at all. You know what Republicans say, conservatives say? You know what I say, being a a radio host in Indianapolis, not only uh, this show but my morning show? Don't vote for Andre Carson. That's all I've ever said. Indianapolis should not vote for Andre Carson. He's not good enough for the city. That guy's not good enough for the city. You are running for Congress as a Republican, and you have Ann Coulter come to speak, and they will send a 1,000 protesters to try and shut it down. Shapiro shows up at a college campus in California. It's a $600,000 security bill. And the protesters, which are actually a violent mob, break windows. There is no comparison. There is no question. Hillary Clinton is right, except the incivility comes from the political left. The incivility is hers and hers alone. You cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. That's why I believe if we are fortunate enough to win back the House and or the Senate, that's when civility can start again. Who believes this? Who believes this? What does that mean? Because we, listen, what I just said about free speech is fact. There is no denying it. Anybody who tries is a science denier. They might as well be a flat earther, right? Uh, it, it, it's, it's just that easy. They might as well say Tom Brady doesn't cheat. I mean, they're just completely full of garbage. That's all there is to it. But let's take it to a, an, another place. Why is it that only if Democrats have power can there be civility? It is because they believe they know better than you. And it is with power that they will engage in their levels of subjugation as they have. Let me give you an example of subjugation. You bake cakes. You sell cakes to anybody who walks in the door. But someone wants a cake that says Steve and Frank forever. And you say, I'm sorry, that goes against my principles. And so now those people sue the baker. And people think that the baker is a bigot for not wanting to do this one thing that goes against their belief system. Her version of civility is forcing the baker. That's their version of civility. Her version of civility means they, the progressives, the Democrats have power, and they're able to brand Brett Kavanaugh a rapist. And then make sure he's not confirmed to the Supreme Court. That's her version of civility. This is projection. 
the projection is that somehow it is the Republicans that are uncivil. And I won't say that there are times when there have been Republicans that are uncivil. But as a party, as a credo, as a plan, as an endorsed concept, it cannot be denied that this is today's progressive left. Incivil, uncivil, beginning to end, and Hillary Clinton is engaging in projection. Does anybody believe things would be civil under Hillary Clinton? Under Democratic rule? Under Richard Blumenthal? Under Maisie Hirono? Under Cory Booker? Spartacus is going to bring us civility? Who are we kidding? Which is why it is imperative that you realize that all these midterm races are very, very tight. And they're going to continue to be tight. You have to come out to the polls in November. Because if Hillary Clinton gets her way and the Democrats institute their brand of Democrat civility, you're screwed. I mean, is there a nice way to say that? Is there a kind or loving way to say that? Free speech is up for grabs on every single level. Your ability to engage your own moral compass is up for debate on every single level. These are just two of the examples, the most prime examples. Oh, and if you think Antifa is violence now, wait until there's a power structure that absolutely gives them a wink and a nod and a pass. You cannot believe Hillary Clinton on civility. Let us have power. We will bring civility. No. No. You can't bring something when you don't know what the hell it is. I'm Tony Katz. Hurricane Michael, this thing, is big. We're talking about wind speeds now that are at 150 miles an hour. If you get to 154, you are Category 5 land. Like Hurricane Andrew. And this thing has wind gusts up to 175 miles an hour, which is like Hurricane Andrew. That's how it's looking right now. It is just about to, if it hasn't already made landfall about this time. Uh, there in in the panhandle of Florida. Panama City is going to get punched in the neck. Tony Katz, great to be with you. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Yeah, it is coming in as a Category 4, 35 miles southwest of uh, Mexico City, Florida. That's where it's at right now. So you're going to have these uh, storm surges of uh, of 9 to 13 feet. It might be a little bit higher by now. Really and truly, uh, they, they, they might be. You're going to have these massive winds. You're going to have this, this flooding issue. It's going to be a big deal. I want to talk Jay-Z versus Kanye. Not, not in, the, in the music setting. Not in the music uh, at, at all. But in the power. Because you were telling me, uh, producer Ari, Ari Castle, that you, you, Jay-Z and Beyonce have decided to cut all ties. They are cutting all ties with Kanye and Kim Kardashian. Is, is this correct? Uh, these are reports I've heard, yes. Right, because you know them personally. You know them all. You hang out. You've, you've mediated before. Of course. 
You know, and 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 good on you. I was one of the ninety nine problems. Um, I I think you were the other part of that equation. Uh- <laughs> well, they've cut ties. So my question is, and I've discussed this: Who's the bigger power couple, Beyonce, Jay Z, or Kanye and Kim? Because listen, people love Jay Z. They they love Sean Carter. He is a remarkably successful guy. Uh, people quote his lyrics and and uh, engage uh, his his philosophies. And Beyonce is you know, Bay is is she's Beyonce. Kim and Car- Kim and uh, uh, Kanye, they're they're crazy. They're ridiculous. It's low end, except they keep building fans and followers. You know how much money Kim Kardashian has made from her apps? It's unbelievable. Kanye is, it plays at 12 different levels of what is going through that mind. He's, is, he, is he really crazy? Is he playing crazy? It, all of it. And yet he keeps getting followers, and he is making statements. He is making statements that really put him out there. And he's got the president's ear. He's having a meeting with President Trump. There's a conversation about what to do in Chicago. There's going to be conversations about prison reform. Kim got someone out of jail. What did Beyonce do? Michelle Obama danced, right? So, so where's the power? Who is the the power couple? That's my question. On Twitter, uh, let me know at Tony Katz if you're following along on Facebook, facebook.com uh, slash Tony Katz Radio. I'm mostly curious. Who's the bigger power couple right now in America? Overheard. Here's Brian. So Hillary Clinton, you remember that gal, don't you? Huh? No? Yeah, yeah, she was that gal who had the email server in her bathroom between the toilet and the magazine rack. Suffered the most humiliating election defeat in the history of the Republic. Only person in the world who can actually trip and fall over when she's already lying down. No? Oh, come on! She had that late-night infomercial where she was selling the Hillary Clinton personalized car alarm. Well, 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 well. anyhow, when it comes to political adversaries, Old Hills is a very big believer in the whole when they go low, we go get high. What is it, Hills? You cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. So that's Hillary Clinton. When someone wants to destroy what you stand for and what you believe in, you must demonstrate strength. You cannot appease. You cannot be civil. Also, Hillary Clinton. The kinds of rhetoric and language that Mr. Trump has used is giving aid and comfort to our adversaries. But also Hillary Clinton. Picking fights. I think that's a grave error because it makes any kind of negotiation more difficult, uh, assuming we can get everyone harnessed pulling in the same direction for what I'm advocating. But then there's Hillary Clinton. You cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. And then there's Hillary Clinton. We know that Donald Trump's comments have been used online for recruitment of terrorists. But don't forget Hillary Clinton. You cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. Oh, and then there's that gal, uh, old girl, what's her name? Hillary Clinton. Will responsible Republican leaders stand up to their presumptive nominee? Or will they stand by 
his accusation about our president. And then, of course, there's Hillary Clinton. But until then, the only thing that the Republicans seem to recognize and respect is strength. So in general, I think the takeaway here from what Hills is saying is that you can have civility, but first you must demonstrate strength. And as we all know, strength can only come through the barrel of a gun. Ain't that right, Hills? Just ask James T. Hodgkinson. I'm Brian Baker. Well, well. Have a great well, day. Well, well. Producer Brian well, Baker, thank well, you. Tony well, Katz, 833, got Tony, 833-468- 8669 Friday night. Is it 10 p.m. Or, or is it 8 p.m.? The interview with Melania Trump on ABC. Okay, I am never interested in any of this. I am going. Oh, oh yeah, I'm watching. Oh, absolutely. According to how I read the setup, they literally asked her four questions. And one of the questions is about the jacket she wore in Houston. Right, so she was uh, in, in Africa, and she was doing a tour, and she was at one moment wearing a pith hat, P-I-T-H, you know what I'm talking about. It looks like, uh, a, it looks like a hat you wear on safari, and people got on her case because, you know, that's a, that's a symbol of colonialism, and her answer was, can we please stop focusing on what I'm wearing for like five minutes? Could we please just stop the nonsense? Thank you very much. But this conversation's about uh, President Trump, their relationship, fidelity, Here's why I'm interested. Because I am not a believer that she would ever engage a conversation that somehow fits narrative. Like, the woman's bright, and she's aware, and she's, she's I think, media adept. And so I'm curious as to what it is she says, how she says it, and how people respond to it. I think people actually like the First Lady. More coming up. All I want is for people to fly... Get from point A to point B, get on the plane, keep their mouths closed, eat their peanuts, get off the plane, and then stop bothering me. I want people who fly to stop flying like somehow they're at a pajama party or, they, or they're they going to the gym. Don't wear sleeveless shirts. Don't wear your flip-flops. I love flip-flops. In the studio, I wear flip-flops. Because I like to be comfortable. On a plane, nobody wants your stank-ass feet. Nobody. So stop doing it. Show some respect. Wear something that's clean. Put on a jacket. Don't wear short shorts. Stop thinking spandex is acceptable outside your home or your gym. This is all I'm asking. Nothing more, nothing less. Oh, and, and cut it out with your emotional support anythings. Stop it. You, you you look crazy. I'm Tony Katz, by the way. Great to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. I'm just asking for a standard. That's it. And this whole conversation about emotional support animals has gotten out of control. I have always understood the idea that if you come back from battle, a, a an animal can help you, and it's not an easy thing to get through. And if you had a traumatic experience, an animal... Can, can can help you. I don't say no to that at all. 
I say no to the idea that this many people in society actually need this much uh, emotional support. To, to the level that you need this much emotional support is equally proportionate to the amount of parenting your parents failed to do. I'm not talking about actual situations. I am talking about the people in the main. You see, there are some people out there with celiac disease, right? It's celiac disease. You can't process the gluten, and it'll really mess you up, and it's hospital-bound, and it's terrible. Then there's the total jerks out there who want to tell you about their gluten insensitivity and go through their whole new cookbook with you about how they've decided to eat. Those are the people I don't want to hear from. The people who have a legitimate issue have a legitimate issue. The people who are full of crap are ruining it for the rest of us. Thus, a woman was removed from a flight for having an emotional support squirrel. Done. Yep. I'm out. I am totally out. There is nothing left to talk about. We have gone from emotional support animals, like a dog, uh, to the woman who had a peacock, and now a squirrel. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Now, this was on Frontier Airlines. Beginning November 1st, only dogs and cats can be emotional uh, support uh, animals. Right, She had called and said, hey, I have an emotional support animal, but never admitted that it was a squirrel. Rodents are not allowed on flights, so your emotional support chipmunk also has to uh, stay at home. By the way, chipmunk update at at my house. Um, Oh, we're killing the chipmunks. I I don't even like it. I do not like it at all because what we think is happening is that they're getting in. So they're getting into the crawl space. And maybe, therefore, getting into the house. Because every now and then we'll hear something, but we don't see anything. We don't have any kind of indications. But we know that they're outside of the house and digging and burrowing and doing all the things. And we're trying to, we're trying to kill them. And they are, oh, they're, they're getting brave. Like, they'll come up to the, to the, like, to the glass door, you know, the, the sliding glass door. And they'll, they'll, they'll tap on the, on, on, the, on the window and be like, oh, you see that trap? And then they'll give us the finger and run. The chipmunks are getting Ornery, so we're, we're trying to take them out the best we can because they're going to destroy the foundation. They're going to destroy the house. Just a chipmunk update for you. Nobody in the history of mankind has an emotional support squirrel. The, the whole concept doesn't exist. It's false. And what you have to tell this woman is what you're doing is not real. It's okay to say this is not legitimate. Now, if at your home you want to be someone who sits on the back deck and feeds the squirrels, go right ahead. Just slather yourself up with, like, uh, uh, peanut butter and sunflower seeds and lay out there full T-pose like on Fortnite and just let them eat up. You, your rabies, your life, easy. The idea that you think you can bring a squirrel into a public place or on a plane makes you certifiable. And you should be told, yeah, this isn't acceptable. No, 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 don't argue. Don't argue. Don't shush, 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 shush. You're just wrong. Not only are you just wrong, but you are the worst. You're terrible. You're all terrible. Just the worst person ever. Now, take your rodent 
disgusting, rabies-infested tail thing and leave. Don't be nice about it. No, 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 no. We're telling you to get out. We're telling you we don't want you on our plane. We're telling you this is why you're going to die alone. Just stop it and go away. I, I should also use this time to note how much I despise squirrels and that they scare me. Squirrels scare the living daylights out of me. They always have. They are gross. They are freaky. And I don't like the fact that they think they have power over me. I'm just... You, you laugh, Ari. Squirrels are ugly and dangerous. Ugly and dangerous. Speaking of not ugly but dangerous uh, is, is this Taylor Swift story. She's not ugly. Taylor Swift isn't ugly. Do you think, wait, do you think Taylor Swift is ugly, Ari? No, she's not ugly. What are you talking about? A little too thin for me. You know, but, but you know, that's, that's just a, 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 a lot curvaceous. What can I say, ladies? Um, Taylor Swift, uh, the other day, took to Instagram, where she has 112 million followers, and said how uh, she's going to be participating in the elections there in Tennessee, uh, where she lives, but she's not going to vote for Marsha Blackburn. Not voting for Marsha Blackburn. Now, her overall uh, uh, sentiment there of, you got to get out there and vote, has gotten over 100,000 people to register to vote. The importance of understanding culture in society. Politics is downstream of culture, and in uh, this culture, uh, you realize the kind of power people like like uh, Taylor Swift hold. It's a tremendous amount, and it's why every time we, uh, you know, seed the culture, or don't pay attention to the culture, don't think the culture has value, or, oh, I don't watch the Grammys, or, oh, I'm not watching that movie, or, oh, I'm not doing it, we're, we're losing. We're losing. Let me tell you, if I see one more uh, video series from a conservative where they've got an American flag in the background, I'm going to run my head through the wall. Yet we've seen that. It doesn't make you cool or hip. There's nothing wrong with loving America. I happen to be a huge fan. There's something very wrong with thinking content and culture is about flag waving. Stop. Go be interesting for the love of the Lord. That's what people want. They want interesting they want you to create. Go do that. In the same way we tell these lefty artists to shut up and sing, maybe you should, like, I don't know, do something instead of just flag-waving. Taylor Swift, 112 million followers on, on Instagram. And she uh, tells her people that, you know, to go out there and vote. But she's not voting for Marsha Blackburn because Marsha Blackburn doesn't think gay people should be served in a restaurant. It's not what Marsha Blackburn, the Republican from Tennessee, thinks. And the minute you read that, you realize, my gosh, Taylor Swift went full talking points as opposed to fact. If you want to make the argument that Marsha Blackburn or, or any uh, conservative believes that you should not be forced against to, to act against your religious principles for a same-sex uh, wedding cake in terms of just the decorating of the cake, which is where these cases seem to come down to. Well, you can. If you want to believe that's wrong, you go ahead. But you got to be able to spell that out. We're not talking about a tweet with a little bit of characters. You're just trying to get a quick thought out. No. Because if you are to leave that just as it is, Marsha Blackburn doesn't think that, that gay people uh, should be, 
you know, uh, uh, gay people shouldn't be served in restaurants. Well, that's, that's, that's not right. As a matter of fact, that's really insulting. I, that's a terrible thing to do to Marsha Blackburn. What I don't understand is why people have been so angry about it. Not that they're, they're wrong in that, hey, that's a rude thing to do, but how you respond to these things is going to get you the response back. She said she's not voting uh, for, for Marsha Blackburn because her voting record in Congress appalls and terrifies me. She voted against the reauthorization of the Violence Against Women Act, which attempts to protect women from domestic violence, stalking, and date rape. She believes businesses have the right to refuse service to gay couples. She does not believe that. Businesses have the... Now, first of all, just so we're perfectly clear, I believe businesses should have the right to say no to anybody. If if neo-Nazis want to hire Taylor Swift to come do a concert, and they've got the money... Does Taylor Swift have to do the concert? Now, I'm not trying to be rude to Taylor Swift. I'm asking a question that I don't think she's been asked. Or or I would love to have an answer to so I can get a better idea of where her mind is. And I would like to see this question asked in front of that same audience of, of uh, Swifties that read this, this piece that got over 2 million likes on Instagram. Should a business be forced to do something that is against their principles? Now, you don't have to shop that business. You're allowed to talk about that business. You're allowed to tell your friends not to go to that business. But should the business really be forced? Is this the society that you want? Now, that question can be asked just like it was without anger, without a, oh, you're stupid, Taylor. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Shut up and sing. No. She wants to engage. Let's let's go and engage. Let's go and engage. Let's talk about the reauthorization uh, of the Violence Against Women Act, and let's talk about what it does and what it doesn't do. Let's talk about where it creates issues. Let's talk about the 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 effects of the legislation in totality. Just because it has a name that you think is valuable doesn't mean that the legislation itself is valuable. So let's get into that. But no one's going to get anywhere if 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 you're on the, the political right and you're just like, ah, oh, Taylor Swift, ah, I just, and, and you just toss her to the side as if it doesn't matter. She has more likes on one Instagram post than you will ever get in the totality of your social media feeds ever. That's power. Maybe you shouldn't discount it so quickly. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, so good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Tomorrow, uh, the uh, Housing and Urban Development Secretary, Ben Carson, he will be uh, on the show. Uh, Scheduled to speak with him uh, a little bit later uh, today, as very often you got to schedule these these things early. And then uh, uh, we will have that for you tomorrow. Going to talk a little bit about uh, what's going on uh, in in the HUD world, a little bit what's going on in the world of the cabinet, uh, and uh, uh, where where does he think things go uh, from here?
Ben Carson has had his own uh, issues, of course. When he was running for president, he needed Secret Service protection because of threats uh, against him. We will get in uh, to uh, all of that. Heidi Heitkamp, however, there's a reason Heidi Heitkamp is losing in North Dakota. She is down 12 points to Kevin Kramer. And I do not, as, as, I have no reason to think at this moment that that is going to somehow disappear. A double-digit lead is is legit stuff. Um, but what has happened here is that Heidi Heitkamp decided to vote no on, on Brett Kavanaugh. Now, she is in a desperate spot in North Dakota. It certainly would have helped her if she had voted uh, yes uh, to an extent, but it's obvious that the left had so politicized everything that all of the base everywhere, and regardless of the state, uh, especially the, the, these red states where there are Democrats who can win elections, uh, they said, listen, you have to vote no because if you vote yes, the entire base refuses to show up. They won't show up. And that was the calculus, I believe, for her, uh, for Joe Donnelly in Indiana, a whole host of places. But she is now making the claim that she decided that um, she wasn't going to vote for Kavanaugh based on body language. And here is uh, the quote. She said, it's something uh, I do. She was talking with Dana Bash on on CNN. And uh, she said, we not only communicate with words, but with our body language and, and demeanor. And I think that that's true. I think that that's absolutely positively true. I don't think anybody could deny that or or should uh, deny that. But she took it a step further. And she said, I saw somebody who was very angry, talking about Brett Kavanaugh, who was very nervous, and I saw a lot of rage that a lot of people said, well, of course you're going to see rage. He's being falsely accused. But it is at all times you're to acquit yourself and with the demeanor that's becoming of the court. With that uh, conversation, she said the final straw was when Kavanaugh went after uh, Amy Klobuchar when he asked her if she had ever blacked out drunk after she asked him the same question, which he then came back and said, listen, I apologize for that. More than he got from any of the people on the, on the committee. But Heidi Heitkamp is saying that she decided to vote against Kavanaugh after watching his testimony, checking that body language with the sound off. This was the test that a senator used. She turned off the sound and then, not being an expert, investigated the body language to see whether or not he was lying or telling the truth. If only the Germans had this type of ability way back when all the things they could have learned to win the war and have their way with the land. I don't know. It got my German accent just disappeared right there. It was just, just uh, the word. Christopher Waltz, I am not. It's Christoph Waltz, by the way. Don't call him Christopher. He hates that. Goodness gracious. What's wrong with you, Ari? What the hell is wrong with you? We, we live in a world of total unseriousness. Body language, not facts, body language. You know what the body language may have told you about Dr. Ford? That she had a lot of lawyers whispering in her ear. Listen, I, I am actually a body language fan. I don't know if it's still up on the App Store, 
Uh, but with a, a business partner of mine, we actually created an app that showed body language. I think I'm, I'm featured in it. It was like you could look up certain things, you know, with the eyes and the and and the and and hands, and you could look for things, and then it would show you what the body language was. And then we did one for poker. Yeah, we did one about poker tells and things like that, and where you're looking and and what it all is. It may still be up in the on the app store. I don't know. I don't know if it is. Um, uh, but it, but it, but it was there. So body language, there there is a lot you can tell from it. You know what else you can tell things from? Evidence, facts, testimony. Witnesses, none of that mattered. And that's why she's down 12 points. I mean, it's a bit embarrassing. And when I say a bit, I mean it's embarrassing. For sure. Goes with without question. We've got much more to get to. Tony Katz, tomorrow everyone.